and welcome to another episode of Untraditionally Traditional, a podcast with me, Brittany Duncan, a millennial homemaker. Join me each week as I share all the things I've learned that make keeping your home, garden, and life running smoothly all while working. If you're enjoying the podcast, please be sure to subscribe in your favorite podcasting app so you get the episodes downloaded straight to you every Monday. Now, on to today's episode. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Untraditionally Traditional, a Millennial Homemaker. If you're new here, this is a Friday episode, and on Fridays, I usually try to tackle a particular skill or learning point. I want you to walk away feeling like, okay, now I know the ins and outs of XYZ. Monday episodes are more conversational and thought-based. These are the episodes that where something like hits me during the week and I know I need to do an episode about it and unpack my thoughts around the idea. And sometimes because I'm human, the lines blur together because that's what inspiration strikes and gives me. Uh, What are you going to do? So today I'm going to talk to y'all about cast iron. What is it? How to use it? And possibly most important, how to care for it. When it comes to cast iron, there... It's a, yeah, quite a history, actually. Um, we, in, and I say we uh, loosely because I know we have listeners um, around the world, but um, here in North America, we were some of the last to know about cast iron, last to jump on the bandwagon. Uh, China was the first to bring cast iron to the world in the form of a wok about 2,700 years ago. So it's it's been around, you can say. Then it made its way through Europe in various forms, but really it only took hold in North America in the 1980s. Most commonly, we see the cast iron skillet. Dutch oven is another popular form, uh, and the griddle. I like to think of cast iron as like, the universal cookware, but like for a really long time, I thought of it as like strictly a camping cookware, um, to which it is great over a fire. But to me, now that I have a cast iron pan, the idea of lugging that up a mountain or into the woods to go camping um, is not uh, realistic. If you're car camping, by all means, take your cast iron. Um, but I don't know. Unless you have like a pack mule, I'm I'm not personally going to be bringing the cast iron skillet into uh, my camping trips because a 15 inch skillet is like typically between nine and 12 pounds. So that's, you know, that's pretty heavy to be legging around. Let's talk about how to select a cast iron pan. When you think of cast iron, you probably think of Lodge, Lodge brand, um, because it is one of the largest, um, not developers, what's the word I'm looking for, Um, makers of cast iron pans in North America. Um, But there are a lot of different manufacturers in the game now and a lot of different price points too. You can spend anywhere from like $20 to $250 on a cast iron skillet. Uh, Lodge, who is the oldest American cast iron cookware company, has the title of price performer. Um, Going to be one of the like cheaper but still good quality skillets that you can get. For a 12-inch skillet, you're probably looking at about $25, depending what store uh, you buy it from. 
And you're probably asking yourself, okay, if I can get the cast iron skillet for $25, why on earth would I spend $250? And that's a really valid question. Um, There's some subtle differences between these pans. Cons of the Lodge and why it keeps its price point where it is, is that it has a a rough surface um, and that it's a thicker, heavier pan, particularly on the sidewalls. Other more expensive competitors such as Field Company, Phoenix, and Smithy are polished. So that's going to give a smoother cooking surface and make it easier to clean. Cons, though, of that polished cooking surface is that it is going to have a harder time holding on to its seasoning. Um, But that's a small concern, and and we'll dive into that soon. Um, A lot of that's going to have to do with how you season your pan. Johnson and I were very generously gifted a smithy um, skillet for our wedding by a dear friend of ours. Uh, Truly a gift that we never would have given ourselves, but that I'm so glad that we have. The thing about cast iron is that if it's cared for properly, it will last many lifetimes. So in a way, you can think of it as a heirloom piece. Uh, A well-loved cast iron pan can be passed down from generation to generation. So let's unpack that. How do you love your cast iron well? First, season, season often, and season well. Most cast iron pans, if bought new, will come, quote, pre-seasoned. Ignore this. Make sure you perform a proper seasoning regimen before putting your baby to use. Apply a thin layer of oil. Most instruction guides will call for vegetable oil, but for a healthier alternative, avocado oil uh, will do the trick because it has a high smoke point. Apply a very thin layer over the entire pan, inside and out, and then you're going to bake it at 450 to 500 degrees Fahrenheit for about an hour. Allow it to cool to the point that you can handle it again and repeat that whole process three times. This is going to be your initial seasoning process that will give your cast iron a strong foundation for your future cooking endeavors. It's really important that when you are applying that uh, layer of oil, whether it's your first seasoning or seasoning down the road, that you keep it thin too much oil is going to cause the pan to become sticky, which you don't want. Um, This is definitely a case of less is more. Um, So usually what I'll do is actually put the oil onto a paper towel or um, whatever cloth I'm using and then rub it in the pan versus pouring the oil into the pan. Just a little bit more control there. After you use your cast iron and clean it, then you can um, apply that thin layer of oil again and bake it again to keep that finish strong. If I'm being honest, I don't bake my cast iron every time I use it, Uh, at least not at like high temps. Usually what I'll do when I clean it, oil it, I'll place it back into the warm oven or back on the warm burner um, and let it just like cool on Uh, in that warm oven or on the warm burner. And that seems to do the trick. I'm sure there are some cast iron purists that are cringing listening to this, but um, you know, you do what you can do, right? Uh, The first couple times that you use your cast iron, even after you do that foundational seasoning, you'll want to cook some high fat meals. Think bacon, you know, just it's a good excuse, like make make a bunch of bacon. Um, You know, no one's going to complain in your house. Uh, Avoid any acidic foods to start off with uh, because that acid is going to fight the seasoning that you're trying to build up. After you build that seasoning up, though, you can totally cook acidic things in your cast iron. I used uh, 
you know, tomato-based dishes or other acidic meals, and it's, it's totally fine. So don't feel that you can never cook acidic foods in your cast iron. Um, the big thing that most people don't understand about cast iron is the cleaning process. And it's, it's really incredibly simple, but it must be followed. Hot water. That's it. This is what you're using to clean your cast iron. For the love, do not, and I repeat, do not put soap into your cast iron. Um, don't use a sponge that had soap on it. Um, the reason that you want to avoid soap is that it, it's just too harsh. It's going to strip the oil. Um, when you think about what soap does, you're, you know, I'm just going to use Dawn as the example because, you know, it, it the, the commercial with the little duckling that's covered in oil and then they put the dawn soap on and then you've got a a cute little yellow duckling again that's all clean kind of same idea you've got your beautiful uh seasoning built up on your cast iron pan but you put that harsh dawn soap in there and it's going to strip it right off um really any soap so what you want to be using is hot water i highly recommend buying a chain link cleaner which is basically a hundred percent metal um it's a piece of chain link, but think of it like a scrubby. It's not steel wool. Um, I'll, I'll put a link to one in the show notes so you can kind of see what they look like. They're they're pretty cheap. Um, they, again, range in, in price, but basically the price is just um, dependent on how large the scrubby is. We have like, I don't know, I'm trying to look with my hands here. Ours is probably like a four by four little square, and, and it's great. Um and if you have something that's like really, really stuck on there, that that chain link isn't um, doing what it needs to do, or alternatively, if you're restoring a cast iron pan, um, you can use coarse salt. So basically, you're going to put that coarse salt in there, rub in circular motions, and that's going to loosen up whatever you've got going on. If you find a cast iron at a reuse shop, Or if you accidentally leave yours outside or in the sink and it rusts, um, don't throw it away. You can use a grill stone to get that metal down to its original form. Um, And then what you're going to do is start that seasoning process over. Basically treat it like a brand new pan. When you're using the grill stone, use oil and that stone um, basically... The oil is going to be your like liquid, so to speak, or lubricant. That's what you're going to rub the stone on the pan with is that oil, and it's going to loosen up that rust. Uh, you can also do this with a griddle. Um, if you have like a griddle grill, we have a blackstone, and uh, we made the mistake of putting our blackstone out even with the cover on uh, before we had seasoned it. And just like from the humidity in the air, which we live in Boise, Idaho, it's not a humid place. Uh, rusted it and so like right off the bat we had to use this grill stone but it's perfect again so a grill stone's a a good thing to have in general if you have a griddle or cast iron or um, anything like that um okay so now you're probably thinking that cast iron is a lot of work and maintenance and it is but at the same time it isn't once you have that solid foundation seasoning foundation um what you have is like a thick, even cooking surface that is essentially nonstick, meaning that your cleaning should really only take hot water and a light scrub and it should be good to go. Uh, wipe a little oil on the pan, store it in a dry location. I know a lot of people keep their cast iron in the oven. Um, 
that's a great spot, except just don't forget to take it out before you preheat your oven or it will be very toasty. I think that a 12-inch um, cast iron skillet, it should be a staple in every kitchen. Cooking with cast iron is a learned skill. You're going to burn some things. You will forget to oil your pan and need to give it a little extra love. But once you learn how to use cast iron, you're going to love it. Um, it's it's not my everyday pan by any means. Uh, Y'all have heard me talk about stainless steel and why I love that. Um, but between the stainless steel, the cast iron, and our blackstone griddle, that's like mainly how we cook all of our meat. And the cast iron is just going to give you that like grilled uh, feeling of meat, except you're not having to like fire up the grill and and get involved with all that. So cast iron is a great go-to if it's like raining or cold or gross outside, but you still want um, like a little bit of like a good... uh, crust or like grill-esque finish on your meat so I hope this is helpful don't be afraid to cast iron Uh, don't be afraid to like get the lodge pan as I was saying like we have the smithy I love it Um, but don't feel like you have to spend $250 in order to have a good cast iron pan Um, keep an eye out at goodwill stores um, you know all all those places I will say in terms of like the cheaper pans, and, and I don't know this for certain, so grain of salt here, but Lodge is a good brand. I would be a little bit skeptical about other, um, quote, price performer brands. Maybe like look them up and see how they make their cast iron because what you don't want is them like cutting the uh, iron with other metals because then you're kind of defeating the purpose of the, the cast iron pan. So Lodge if you're going to go price performer, I would say get the Lodge pan. Um, otherwise, yeah, the the Smithy is great. I've heard really great things about the Fielding Company as well as Phoenix too. So um, keep an eye out for those and, and sales. Um, and, and yeah, just think of it as a, a long-term piece. If your parents have one or your grandparents have one that they're not using anymore, um, it, it can be an old pan. It can be not seasoned for 50 years and you can bring that baby back to life. So um, that's always kind of special too if you have like your family cast iron pan. Like, oh, this is my grandmother's cast iron pan. That's pretty cool. Okay. Um, on Monday, I'm going to be talking about um, basically no grit, no pearl. Putting in the work in order to get the results that we want. Um, so I will see you back here for that episode. Thank you for listening to this episode of Untraditionally Traditional. If you enjoyed the podcast, please share it with those special people who would love it too and write a review. For more tips and photos of my home and garden, follow Untraditionally Traditional Pod on Instagram. Until next week, let's continue to make our homes places of joy and service to ourselves and those we share them with.